This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, April 5th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Prices pulling land from CRP. IPCC sees promise for ag. USDA helps fund new COVID aid. Could CRP shrink further? Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack is refusing to open up the Conservation Reserve Program to cropping this year. In a letter to the National Grain and Feed Association, he says only about 1% of prime farmland is enrolled in the program. And notably, he suggests many landowners with expiring CRP contracts may not be re-enrolling their land this year. USDA has yet to announce the results of the latest general sign-up that closed last month. But 4 million acres are in expiring contracts, and Vilsack says in the letter, quote, While our Farm Service Agency field offices are still finishing processing the general CRP offers, our data reflect the reality that the higher commodity prices, producers are not re-enrolling all of these acres in CRP. Vilsack continues, quote, High prices for this year's crops will motivate producers to plant more acres of wheat, soybeans, and corn, with the main limiting factors being weather and soil moisture conditions. There is no need to step in and adjust the program when producers themselves are making decisions based on market conditions and environmental realities. Now keep in mind, it's not yet clear whether CRP will ultimately expand or contract this year because Vilsack doesn't say how much new land has been offered for enrollment. Some acreage coming out of CRP this fall could conceivably be planted to winter wheat if there is a market demand for it. IPCC, large-scale carbon cuts possible from ag. A new report from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change says humanity has to act quickly to reduce CO2 emissions and that agriculture can help address the problem within limits. A summary for policymakers says measures to reduce emissions in agriculture, forestry, and land use can deliver large-scale greenhouse gas emission reductions and enhanced removals but cannot fully compensate for delayed action in other sectors. There also are ag and forestry products that can substitute for more carbon-intensive products, the report notes. The report cautions that while emerging technologies for reducing methane and nitrous oxide emissions in ag show promising results, they are still constrained by cost the diversity and complexity of agriculture systems and by increasing demands to raise agriculture yields and increasing demand for livestock products. The reaction? Well, the Environmental Defense Fund, a founding member of the Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance, responded to the report by calling for a rapid full-scale effort to reduce methane pollution from all sources. Fellow FACA founding member, the Nature Conservancy, stressed the potential for progress from the AFOLU sector by combining reforestation with the restoration of croplands, wetlands, and mangroves. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak 
after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. Edge believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Ukrainian farmers planting spring crops in most regions. Farmers in 21 of Ukraine's 24 regions have begun planting spring wheat, barley, and other crops. That according to Ukrainian consulting firm APK Inform. Farmers are out in the fields early this year, but they'll be producing less according to the firm, citing Ukraine's Ministry of Agrarian Policy and Food. The ministry expects farmers to plant 33.2 million acres in Ukrainian-controlled territories this year, according to APK. That is 8.6 million acres less than 2021. Unspent USDA funds to help pay for COVID package. A bipartisan deal on new COVID aid package is paid for in part by rescinding $1.6 billion in unspent USDA funding. The money was originally provided to the department through the CARES Act and the American Rescue Plan. Another $900 million would come from the Small Business Administration's economic injury disaster loans. The White House has endorsed the new bill. Senators urge EPA to adopt GREET. A bipartisan group of nine senators is urging EPA to revise its greenhouse gas modeling for biofuels based on a modeling system developed by Argonne National Labs. The group, led by Senators Amy Klobuchar, the Minnesota Democrat, and John Thune, the South Dakota Republican, said using Argonne's greenhouse gas gases, regulated emissions, and energy use in transportation model, also called GREET, would allow stakeholders to have a consistent and well-vetted standard through which all biofuels may be compared. The senators say research shows corn ethanol can have a 46% lower life cycle carbon intensity than gasoline and that higher blends like E15, E30, E85, and even B20 would further help reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Keep in mind, two months ago, Thune and Klobuchar introduced the Adopt Greed Act to require EPA to use GREET. EPA is currently undergoing a review of its scientific methodology and modeling of greenhouse gas emissions from biofuels. Senator favors fiber over satellite. Senator Deb Fisher, the Nebraska Republican, says funding for rural broadband issues should go to providing more fiber connections to residents rather than subsidizing satellite service. Fisher, who's a member of the Senate Committee, uh, Commerce Committee, says she's concerned that satellite systems will benefit areas that already have broadband. Unserved areas are where the investment must be made, she said in a webinar hosted by the American Enterprise Institute. She also believes states need to better organize their broadband programs 
in light of the funding they'll get through the bipartisan infrastructure law. Keep in mind, Elon Musk, SpaceX is rapidly deploying satellites to expand Internet service. Ag Research Panel Seeks Pollinator Experts A federal advisory committee focused on ag research seeking nominations for a new subcommittee on pollinators. The National Agriculture Research Extension Education Economics Advisory Board asked for nominations by May 31st in a Federal Register notice published today. Well, here's today's She Said It. I believe governmental services should be able to provide the basics. To me, that is fiber to the home. That's Senator Deb Fisher, the Nebraska Republican, on why fiber should be funded over satellite broadband service. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, April 5th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.